Welcome to the What Are Poems podcast, the only poetry podcast not seeped in pretension. What's going on, folks? How you been? As you know, I had this uh, this Stephen Dunn episode uh, about a month ago, saying I'm going to go to a one-month format. I'm not going to be around as much anymore because I'm a custodian. And tonight I'm mopping a floor, you know, having that moment of zen you get when you're going left to right. You're working your traps or your glutes or some kind of muscle because, boy, when that mop's damp, it can get heavy. And I thought, why, why the hell should I stop podcasting on a weekly basis just because I got this kind of quiet right now? There's still things uh, collecting in the brain, you know what I mean? There's still things happening up there. Like tonight I thought, I thought about that lady that used to come on award shows, and she'd say, Tonight, a star-studded event. Tonight, a night of stars. And you'd, and you'd parade out these stars from the 90s. You'd have like Tom Selleck maybe, late 80s, early 90s, Tom Selleck. Maybe you got the guy from Star Search there, you know? It's all happening. A night of stars. And they're all like uh they're all like doing speeches and talking and playing piano and it's all for like some kind of uh it's it's all for AIDS because it's the it's the early nineties. And it's like what what are they gonna do? Do they care? And now we know more about celebrity, now we're more aware of Hollywood, and it's like these people aren't real people. You know what I mean? Like we had Kevin Spacey up there. Given like uh, given a speech and saying we we should donate more for 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 the for the AIDS, and we should have we should have we should have been solving AIDS, and we all know why we weren't solving AIDS because it wasn't affecting the right communities, uh, you know. Like, do, do you think don't you think there'd be uh, some radical some radical help for breast cancer if breasts weren't on women, you know, at some point? I don't know. Maybe 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 not. You know I hate all that stuff. Cancer. Uh, any hoodles. But those nights, they were bothering me when I was driving home thinking about it, that we that we collect all these Hollywood people, and we ate it. We, 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 we believed it. We were like, yeah, sure. Sure, that they put on a tuxedo. They say we need to fight for this. They must believe it. You know, they went home to their mansions in their fancy cars. At the time, a Cadillac, perhaps. Kev Space, going home to do some weird things, you know? I'm Kevin Spacey. Who the hell knows what's going on? Kevin Spacey did have me fooled, you know, for a while. For a while. I said, well, that guy's an actor. I remember him watching, uh, I remember watching Inside the Actor's Studio. Remember that show? Watching that with Kevin Spacey. He was doing something from The Iceman Cometh. Or Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross. Something theater-esque. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy's good. He's good. Keep an eye on him, Jake. He'll be winning the Oscars soon. And even award shows. I used to like look forward to the Oscars, and now it kind of makes me sick. All that money in one room. It's like we're the children of the crates. You know? Are they served before or after the Best Supporting Actor uh, nomination? And, and Corey Feldman been saying it for years about all those people, and no one wanted to believe him, the Feldster. But he was right. Feldman forever, I say. I don't know why I'm getting into these uh, Hollywood pedophile conspiracies on the uh, first return of What Are Poems podcast. It was just that lady's voice that came into my head. I don't know if you remember. If you remember, write me at whatarepoemspodcast at gmail.com. If you remember that lady that used to say, And a star-studded night event, Walt Disney World, Mickey Mouse, and Tom Hanks present a star-studded Hollywood event. Fight AIDS. Our first performer, Harry Connick Jr. 
ladies and gentlemen, Harry Connick Jr. Like that guy, come on, already with Harry Connick Jr.? We're not going to do it. We've rejected it. We've rejected Harry Connick Jr. as a society. Who likes him? One of your aunts? Oh, I listen to Harry Connick Jr. at night. He's like the original fuckboy, I think. That's how he should tour now. Harry Connick Jr., the original fuckboy. And he sings ballads about New Orleans and tells you he knew that awesome uh, one-eyed Maharaja of jazz uh, that wore the pink scarfs and would shoot people. You ever see that documentary? Look that up. The Maharaja of New Orleans, the Maharaja of Jazz. Well, that blew my mind. I'll get the title when I come back, and we're gonna and we're gonna get into some poetry. For crying out loud, let's read some poetry. Let's relax a little bit. Hollywood will be there to yell about when we get back. You know. How about the cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation? They never did anything hairy. Never did anything weird. All members. Good on you, Worf. Here's looking at you, son of Moog. Worf, son of Moog. Thank you. Not being a freaking pedo. Is it pedo? It's pedo in, in Great Britain and pedo in America. Okay. On that note, I'll be back. His name's James Booker. The film was Bayou Maharaja. He was a New Orleans rhythm and blues keyboardist born in New Orleans, Louisiana, United States. Booker's unique style combined rhythm and blues with jazz standards. Dr. John calls him the best black, gay, one-eyed, junkie, piano genius New Orleans has ever produced. Flamboyant in personality, he was known as the Black Liberace. So James Booker, shout out to him, the Bayou Maharaja, Maharaja, Maharaja Hooja. Can't really say that when you're from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Maharaja Hooja, the Black Liberace. How about that, Dr. John? If only I could have that uh, epithet, you know? The best black, gay, one-eyed, junkie, piano genius New Orleans has ever produced. That's saying something. How about it? Hey, but how about our poet today? You know what we're going to do? We're going to get into Homer. Not Simpson, Homer the Greek guy. Those were poems. I think they're probably the first poems where... We're even introduced to as as people, you know, beyond uh, beyond uh, the incy wincy spider, incy wincy wincy, the incy wincy spider went up the water spout. There's cuckoo clock. Down came the rain and washed that spider out. Up came the sun and it dried up all the rain and the itsy bitsy. Oh, it's the itsy bitsy, isn't it? Spider went up the pipe again. We should just do heavy research into the itsy bitsy spider. You know what I mean? Forget Homer. Let me do an episode on the itsy bitsy spider. Is it possible? Oh, here's what's happening, guys. Here's what's happening with the itsy bitsy. You know what? This is the itsy bitsy spider slash Homer. First time back. I'm calling this the beginning of season two. Uh, and I'm going to go hard week after week. Itsy Bitsy Spider. Ready? The Itsy Bitsy Spider, also known as the Incy Weensy Spider. That's, that's what was going on in my brain. Because I guess I, I guess uh, in my life there was my mother who sang the Itsy Bitsy Spider and probably an imaginary British or Australian woman who sang me the Incy Weensy Spider. The Incy Weensy Spider went up to what a spout. 
down came the rain. We all know it. Uh, so in a popular, it's a popular nursery rhyme in finger play, which sounds disgusting, but that sounds dirty, doesn't it? A finger play? What the hell's a finger play? A finger play. Commonly used in early childhood is hand action or movement combined with singing or spoken word. We know what a finger play is. It's something dirty. You perverts of mine. You, you perverts of New England. You finger plays of Maine. <laughs> Good night, my perverts of New England. Your finger plays of Maine. That's from, uh, geez, Cider House Rules. My cocaine. Uh, but it describes the adventures of a spider as it ascends and descends and reascends the downspout or water spout or of a gutter system. Or alternatively, the spout of a teapot or open air reserve. What the hell? All right, so there's a couple different versions of this sucker. It is usually accompanied by a sequence of gestures that mimic the words of the song. It's a round folk song index number. It's round folk song index number is 11586. What the? I'm learning so much in like 30 seconds just by looking up the Itsy Bitsy Spider. So the Round Folk Song Index is a database of around 250,000 references to nearly 25,000 songs collected from oral tradition in the English language from all over the world. It's compiled by Steve Round, a former librarian in the London borough of Croydon. Round's index is a combination of the Broadside Index and the Field Recording Index. So he, he tries to get all the things from the oral tradition written down. Uh, good for you, Steve Round. Let's have a round of applause for Steve Round. Hey, that Elliot? That's my cat. Can't clap. Uh, so, uh, the song can be found in publications, including an alternative version of the book Camp and Camino in Lower California from 1910, where it's referred to as the classic Spider Song. It appears to be different versions of this song using Blooming Bloody instead of Itsy Bitsy. Oh, God. It was later published in one of its several modern versions in Western folklore by the California Folklore Society in 1948. Mike and Peggy Seeger's American Folk Songs for Children in 1948. Lyrics is described in 1910 as being from the classic Spider Song. Oh, the blooming bloody spider went up the spider web. The blooming bloody rain came down and washed the spider out. Okay. The blooming bloody sun came out and dried up all the rain, and blooming bloody splider, splider, spider came up the web again. The song is sung by and for children in countless languages and cultures. Well, I think I like the itsy bitsy or the ainty wainty better than the blooming bloody, right? So, you know, that's something. And how about Homer? You know, let's get into that. So Homer is the author of the Iliad and the Odyssey, the two epic poems that are the foundational works of ancient Greek literature. He is regarded as one of the greatest and most influential writers of all time. But can you picture him? No, he's just like a wooden or a, a stone head. A Stonehead Man. The Iliad set during the Trojan War, the 10-year siege of the city Troy by a coalition of Greek kingdoms. It focused on a quarrel between King Agamemnon and warrior Achilles, lasting a few weeks during the last year of the war. The Odyssey focused on the 10-year journey home 
of Odysseus, king of Ithaca, after the fall of Troy. Many accounts of Homer's life circulated in classical antiquity, the most widespread being that he was a blind bard um, from the region that would be now present-day Turkey. Modern scholars consider these counts as legendary. The Homeric question concerning by whom, when, and where, and under what circumstances the Iliad and Odyssey were composed continues to be debated. Modern scholarship considers that the works were written by different authors. It is generally accepted the poems were composed at some point around the late 8th or early 7th century B.C. The poems are in Homeric Greek, also known as Epic Greek, a literary language which shows a mixture of features. Um... Most researchers believe that the poems were originally transmitted orally from antiquity until the present day. The influence of Homeric epic on Western, civiliza Western civilization has been great, inspiring many of us, many of its most famous works of literature, music, art, and film. The Homeric epics were the greatest influence on ancient Greek culture and education. To Plato, Homer was simply the one who has taught Greece. Thank you. Plato. So works attributed to Homer. Uh, today only the Iliad and the Odyssey are associated with the name Homer. Um, a very large number of other works were sometimes attributed to him, including the Homeric Hems, the Contest of Homer and Hassad, the Little Iliad, um, not to be confused with the Big Iliad, and the comic mini-epic, very Greek, but it translates into the Frogmouse War, the Batacaroma Mechatikachia. If you're Greek, call me up. I'll say it correctly. Um, so some ancients claim some ancient claims about Homer were established early and repeated often. They include that Homer was blind, taking a self-referential, taking a self-referential. What the? Homer's blind. He's a blind bard. Uh, he's born in Chios. He was the son of the river. <laughs> he was the son of a river and a nymph. Uh, he, and he was a wandering bard. So obviously none of this is real. He wasn't a real man from what I'm saying. If, you're the, if, they, if they're saying, hey, this guy Homer, he's the son of the river, his mother's a nymph, and now he's just a wandering bard, and he's, confused, and he's composing a varying list of works, you know? Um, he either died in uh, Ios or after failing to solve a riddle set by a fisherman and various explanations for the name Homer. So he was either... Wait. So he either died, just died in a town, or he was murdered by a fisherman after he didn't solve the riddles? You know, let me tell you something. If you're making up a guy that wrote a bunch of poems, these aren't the ways to, to do it. This is, this is insane. The two best-known ancient biographies of Homer are The Life of Homer and The Contest of Homer. In the early 4th century... Uh, a, a fictional account was composed, um, and Homer was expected to win the contest uh, if he answered all of the questions and puzzles with ease. Then each of the poets were invited to recite the best passage from their work. He has since selected the beginning of work in days, and Homer selects. Uh, Homer chose a description of Greek warriors' information facing the foe taken from the Iliad. Though the crowd acclaimed Homer victor, the judge awarded Hesiod the prize, the poet who praised husbandry, he said, was greater than the one who told of battles and slaughter. Well, this is just insane, you know? What, what do you say? What do you say about all this? This man is not real. I think we thought for a second he was real. At least I did. 
I was kind of like, maybe this was a real dude. Maybe there's some... I mean, we know that Plato was real, you know. But Homer, I'm not thinking he was real. I, I certainly don't think a fisherman killed him after he didn't solve riddles. And people people out there have spent their like entire life studying this guy. And, and, and what they think, and what he wrote. But some guy, just some other guy probably wrote it. Or a bunch of guys wrote it. They're just like, oh yeah, it was Homer. A man we made up. From 750 BC. We know so much about Jesus. So much. I guess it's BC. But we know, we know stuff about people from this time. We know they existed. How could a guy be like a best-selling author, a blind bard, the Stephen King of Greece, and we know nothing about him? So he didn't exist. He wasn't a man. Somebody else wrote it. You know? Some other guy. And what if you're that guy? What if you're like, okay, so let's just say there's a heaven, you know, and it's not just a place where you go uh, where if you barbecue something, you don't get hot from the barbecue. Like it's not just a picnic on a sunny day where all your friends and family are there and the barbecue's going, but you have to like tend the grill. Like the grill, like the steaks just cook themselves. You don't have to tend. Okay, so that's sort of heaven. What if that dude that's up there that, that actually wrote this stuff and then like there's like, there's no Homer. And like all these other people are walking around going, like Plato, for example, saying like, oh, well, Homer was the, Homer, he taught Greece. And then this other guy's going, I wrote it. It was me. So I don't, I don't know. That's irritating. Well, I blew it here, guys, by picking this as our, as our first poet back. I guess we did explore the itsy bitsy spider. I don't even know if I could, if, is there a Homer poem? I'll find out. Stay tuned. All right, you know what we're going to do? And I'm sorry. I should do more research on this show. I shouldn't just come home fired up about the, about, uh, the lady's voice from an award ceremony, uh, you know, 25 years ago. I should be doing heavy research into these poets and uh, discovering if they're real or not. But I've always assumed that, you know, my light research would render that the, that the poet was at least uh, an existing person. In the case of Homer, it's not. But we did have the very real itsy bitsy spider, and we did we did explore that. So we did explore a poem. But I will give you the uh, the first fourteen lines of the Iliad as a treat. So uh, here we go. Uh, the Iliad, Book One, lines one through fourteen. Achilles' wrath to Greece, the direful spring of woes unnumbered. Heavenly goddess, sing. That wrath which hurled to Pluto's gloomy reign the souls of mighty chiefs untimely slain, whose limbs unburied on the naked shore devouring dogs and hungry vultures tore since great Achilles and Atreides strove. Such was the sovereign doom and such the will of Jove. Declare, O muse, in what ill-fated hour sprung the fierce strife from what offended power? Latona's son, a dire contagion spread, And heaped the camp with mountains of the dead. The king of men, his reverend priest defied, And for the king's offense, the people died. Not bad start of an epic poem, But also, this begs the question, Who the fuck did write it? Right? I mean, okay, uh, Homer's not a man. But somebody wrote it, so I guess you got to say Homer wrote it because it's like a thing. 
Like in my head, I was like, yeah, like in my head, I had separated suddenly. Like Homer was a guy, but and the Iliad was a thing, but someone had to write that. It all rhymes. There was some rhyming guy in Greece writing this. So why not say it was Homer the blind bard? I get it. I get Homer now. Sometimes we need to lie to ourselves about authorship, I suppose, because something's good. It's like, well, it didn't just exist, you know? So someone had to write it, so say it was so say it was the blind bard. But over time, people have been making these rhymes rhymier. Unless it's like a song, you know what I mean? Unless in ancient Greece. I feel like you're supposed to be learning and I'm but so I feel here's my take. I think Homer was like um what's his ass? Articulate as ever here, but I think Homer was like, um, man, the name's escaping me. Homer was like, you're screaming it. You're screaming it. You're going, uh, you know who it is. It's bye-bye, uh, Don McLean. Homer was like Don McLean. Homer wrote a very good rhyming song. He wrote American Pie. Everybody memorized it, even though it was... Eight minutes and 23 seconds. And uh, everyone talked about it and loved it. And that's what happened. The Iliad is the Greek-American pie. Um, Achilles, nothing more than a Richie Valance stand-in, right? From all we know. Okay. Hey, when we come back... Uh, a poem by me. Okay, this poem's called Ponchos. It's about a man meeting another man in a river. Uh, enjoy. Jesus fuck. Poncho. Your face was in the water. I thought you were going to drown, stranger. I'm not. Where am I? Caviar? No, thank you. You're a stone's throw from nowhere, that's for sure. Pardon me, I have a cold... Mister, that looks worse than a cold. Probably is, but who am I to say? I'm no doctor. You should go to one. No can do, Poncho. They're all fighting the war. Well, fixin' the fellas who are fighting in the war anyway. It's deep, feels deep, probably not good at all. What war? Welp, did my bit in getting you out of your situation. See you around. Yes, yeah, see you around. What did that poem mean um just some things i had jotted down i think it was supposed to be a guy talking to himself by a river as he bled but uh why we'll just we'll we'll explore questions like why and what on this season of what are poems season two uh and you know what let's not get ahead of ourselves here let's uh do this weekly again let me come back into your lives, I beg you, and let me be part of uh, part of your search and need and want for poetry, even though the poems today, not great, not grand, not a thing, really. Um, Itsy Bitsy Spider. We liked it because it was about a spider going down a water spout. We all remembered it. Homer's The Iliad, really well written, but someone else wrote it. Uh, we learned little to nothing. But as the season goes on, we'll learn more and we'll immerse ourselves in poetry. Until next time, folks, peace and love, peace and love. Beef Jackie.